The Bear Down Report Podcast, featuring Mike Page, Logan Brand, Jack Wright, and Ryan Dangle. Bear Down Report. All right, folks, welcome to this special edition of the Bear Down Report Podcast. It is Packer Week. Unbelievable, right? Here we go. Sunday night, uh, primetime game. The Packers are coming in with a 7-3 and three record. Uh, the Bears are sitting at 5-5, five and five, uh, kind of on a, on a bit of a losing streak right now, not looking like these two teams are headed in the same direction. We are super lucky to have our Packers insider, Ross Kotsma, with us tonight. Um, um, and so, folks, just want to say thank you, Ross, for being here, man. We really appreciate it. Um, and so he's going to kind of fill us in on, on what it's like to be a, a Packers fan in Bears country. So, so hopping right in, Ross, what, what is that like, man, living in... In, in bear country but you are a diehard Packer fan what is that like it's actually great <laughs> it, it's so I've been in the Chicagoland area since I came to college actually uh, 2001 so that's 19 years basically half my life has been in Chicagoland area the other in the great state of Wisconsin and I could live in Chicago the rest of my life and I'll still never cheer for the Bears. I'm sorry. It's my parents would not allow me back into the state, I think, if I changed for some reason. But it, it's fun. It's you wear a jersey around, you wear a hat and you know you're going to get looks. But it's in it's in good fun. Like I, I don't have, I've never had anyone really go after me for anything. It's, it's been nice to have that aspect of it when you're in a different, basically an enemy territory year round <laughs> to not have that um, has, has been good. So it's create some good banter more at work than anything else, which has been, which has been a riot. I would say that it's probably got to help too, that the Packers have definitely since 2001 have definitely been on the, the, the positive side of this rivalry. You know, um, this wasn't even a question that I was going to ask initially, but I've really been thinking about this. So all time, 99, 95, and 6, right? So the Packers have 99 wins, the Bears have 95, and there's been six ties. Uh, though over the last 20 meetings, the Packers have won 17 of them. So you guys have clearly been on, on the, the right side of this rivalry. So guess, Ross, the question I think a lot of Bears fans want to know, do you, and please be honest with this one, do you think this is a rivalry? Um, and is this the rivalry that you think about, you know, like going back, people like the, the longest standing one in the NFL. Do you think this is still a great rivalry? Oh, for sure. There, there's no doubt about it. Anyone that would think differently clearly doesn't watch football. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's definitely different when you're on the side that I'm on. And that's just the honest truth of, I've, I've made some bets with friends, you know, just more like coffee bets. I've won a lot of free coffee off of people and you feel really confident pretty much year after year <laughs> that I'm going to get some free coffee out of this. I should start betting more, but I haven't because I'm, I'm, I just can't. But it's the rivalry is still there. We, we don't want to lose to the Bears like that. We hate the Vikings. I mean, who doesn't? Like you just – that, that is a rivalry that's always going to be there because it's, you know, also includes like the Wisconsin-Minnesota, you know, college football aspect. So it kind of gets exacerbated because of that. And you definitely don't want to lose to them. But the Bears, it's like, I really, we just lost to the Bears? Like, <laughs> come on. Like, we can't, we can't do that. Like, that's just not right. But, the, but you always know the games are going to be, more often than not, going to be close quality games. Like, you have to be prepared for it because – 
the moment you think, oh, this is going to be an easy one, your defense shows up like they do every year. And it's like, what the heck? How do they keep doing that? <laughs> like, we draft Hall of Fame quarterbacks. You guys have defense. Like, what – it's a, it's a, and it's that chess match that you're always going to have. Then that's the, that's the aspect of it that is so fun to watch of who, who's going to get that edge. And it's always close. Yeah, I, I agree. You know, it's interesting, you know, thinking, uh, you obviously, you know, for Bears fans being on the wrong side of this for, for so long, it's, it's been tough, uh, but you're right. There has been, there's been matchups, which we'll talk about a little bit later on in the podcast today. Um, there've been some really good matchups worth watching. There's been some good games. You're right. Defense versus uh, your guys's offense, perpetually good. I wanted to get into this one later, but now I can't, I can't stop myself, <laughs> which is to go from Brett Favre to Aaron Rodgers, has that sunk in at all? I mean, thinking about, right, you know, we were talking about this a little before we started recording and, you know, thinking that maybe Steve Young and Joe Montana is the closest equivalent that's out there. Most NFL franchises don't go from Hall of Fame quarterback to Hall of Fame quarterback. Can you maybe kind of put it into words what that's meant for Packer fans or, or has it really sunk in for you guys? It, it's sunk in and that's, you, you can't not when you think of like the longevity of both of those guys too. I mean, I, I would have been too young to even know, who, you know, I was obviously the magic man before far, you know, and all that kind of all played itself out, but I was too young to even know any of that kind of stuff. So I've literally only known far. And then that transition from him to Rogers, while it was, shaky at best and there was you never know who to believe and what was really going on just like a lot of other organizations um same with tom brady leaving like whoever expected that five years ago would you ever have thought yeah tom brady's gonna be at the tampa bay buccaneers this year people would be like um ryan dangle you need to stop doing podcasts <laughs> <laughs> it's true yeah that's, it's, it's, did, it's a really it's a really good be point. On podcast all the time you know because you just expect that certain thing and so it's it's, it's been a blessing. You can't not say that. The transition, I, you also have to understand, though, too, like watching Brett Favre, you, you have this dichotomy between, oh, my gosh, like this is the one of the most exciting, fun, he just loved the game kind of people, and the most aggravating, why are you trying to throw it into triple coverage eight times out of ten? <laughs> like, what, what are you doing? So it's – it's been interesting with that. And then you get Rogers who protects the ball at all costs. And sometimes you're like, I'm okay with you. Maybe throwing a few more like riskier plays to try to get that advantage. So it's, you know, it's, it has sunk in. It's, it's craziest. I think I'm hoping they do it on Sunday night. I think they love it when they do it. I know bears fans, sorry, you're going to hate this. When they show the list of starting quarterbacks we've had, Versus you guys, man, it's, it's bad when, you know, cause we talk about it all the time as Bears fans, how much we hate that list. Um, and to know that, that Packers fans, you guys look forward to it. You know, that, that just, it stings a little bit more. That's like um, the ultimate trivia question for a Bears fan. <laughs> Can you name all 20 some quarterbacks in the span of Rogers and Favre? Like that would be I, the ultimate trivia question for a Bears fan. I can name way more than I should be able to. Um, and, and that's, and that's, I think it's sad in and of itself. Um, real, real quick. Let, let's talk about this 2020 draft, right? With Jordan love being the, the first overall pick, you know, I think a lot of Packers fans, at least from outside looking in, wanted to see another weapon outside of Devonte Adams for Aaron Rodgers to throw to. Um, and, you know, it didn't happen. Uh, and so it's it seemingly from the outside that this was not a great draft. And so, 
What do Packers fans kind of feel about this 2020 draft? I think the jury's still got to be out on this. You know, I mean, we, we look at drafting Jordan Love with the first pick, and then you go A.J. Dillon, which not actually that bad of a pick. He's versatile. He hasn't seen the field because now he's been hurt, you know, and we, we had our stretch of, all right, now we're down to how many running backs do we have left? Who can we, we bring up to kind of fill in that gap when, when that happened? But I'd have to look more closely at the draft again because I was watching the Minnesota game the other day and Justin Jefferson, my goodness, as a rookie receiver – and to be with the Minnesota Vikings pisses us both off. Let's be real about that one. <laughs> like, of all teams, like, fine, go, go somewhere else. I don't want you on Minnesota's team. But I think he was drafted one or two right before we were. So we would have had to draft up. We would have to, like, get rid of more draft picks. And that's just anti-Packers philosophy forever is you just – those are gold. It's like the Steelers or the, um, the Patriots. Like, that's – you, you covet those things, but at some point, like, you're just holding on, and why should we be doing that? We really need to go after some more things. So I'd have to look back on who would even have been available because I think there were still three other receivers that went ahead of Jefferson. He wasn't the top of the class. He, he's been the top of the class, and my goodness, I think he's going to be good for a while. Um, but I don't, I don't know if I saw anyone else either that was really – could have been that playmaker and that's probably why they get paid the bucks and we don't to do the draft and, and to do that full time. But it's, I, I, I don't, I don't, I'm not one of those people that believes they did it as pure motivation for Aaron Rodgers. Those kind of guys, especially him do not need motivation. He motivates himself. He will always be that guy that will find any little thing to kind of get himself motivated. And if you're in that league, if you need someone else to motivate you in that league, maybe you shouldn't be playing. You know, I think it's pretty clear that he has a little bit of a scorched earth mentality right now. Like, oh, you know, you're going to draft another quarterback <laughs> or, or you're going to doubt me. And I mean, he's, it's, as a Bears fan, you know, reading his stats the, this season is of course really depressing. Um, and for you, it's gotta be super exciting. Thinking about 29 touchdowns to only four interceptions. He's almost at the 3000 yard mark, 68% completion rating. I mean, that's just, he's having a, he's having a year. Um, well, he, and he's matching his MVP season from 2000, what is 11 it was. So he's on that right track when you think about it for not having, and, and Devontae Adams was hurt for a couple of these games. And right. Lazard's been like, there's, who's he throwing to? Right. Could you even name them? <laughs> well, it's funny. I had to look it up, right, to see, you know. And so, you know, looking Devontae Adams is, is seemingly oh. just, just unbelievable, right? Just, just uh, So he's at 68 receptions for 847 yards with 10 touchdowns this season, right? Clearly Pro Bowl bound. I mean, obviously going to be well over 1,000 yards. Um, and so correct me if I'm wrong. It's Marquez Valdez-Scantling. Am I saying that right? Yes. Okay. MVS um, is what they go by. Yep. Gotcha. 25 receptions for 518 yards, man. That's, that's his yard per catch is pretty incredible. Um, and then with four touchdowns, right? I mean, just thinking like th that's, that's seemingly a nice one, two punch. And then you add on to that, you know, Aaron Jones is rushed for 534 yards. The Packers offense is pretty spectacular. Are there holes though? Ross in this team, right? You know, it just, we, we, we kind of saw them, you know, and then that, that loss to the Colts, it seems like, you know, it was a bit of back and forth. I, a couple of times I thought the Colts were trying to give the game away. 
but the Packers are clearly one of the best teams in the NFC. I mean, there's no question about that. Mm-hmm. Are there flaws on this team? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Thinking about that, it's, it's been interesting. And I think I'll, 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 if, if, I have to, if, I, if I have time, I would say there's probably three flaws that I would say, and it's really offense, defense, and special teams. There's one from each one. We'll go, we'll go categorically if that's okay. Defensively, our run defense needs to improve. We, it is not good. It, I think they have improved from last year, but I was, re- I was reading some stats the other day, and over 40-some percent, I think it's like 43% of the yards that people get running are after contact. That's not good. You know, the other day with the Colts, like they had 140 yards, 72. So over half of it was after contact. Tackle. Like, I'm, I'm going to – this is going to pain me to say this, and you're going to love this. Do what the Bears do and tackle. Like, you guys can actually have some fundamentals in that guards. Or try to knock out a ball. Do something to create a turnover. Don't just try to run into them and hit them. Yes, that running back is also 230 pounds of muscle. So why don't you try to grab him and take him down? It is so, so aggravating to see a run defense give up even three, four yards and then another four after that. And all of a sudden it's now second and seven. That shouldn't be happening. It's just not, not what we should be doing. So I think our other defense, like, man, maybe we'll get to it at some point, but like the secondaries, I got no issues with them as far as that goes, but it's that run defense has got to improve. And I don't know what, I know some of it could say Kenny Clark was out earlier in the season and he's just a massive load to try to stop that. But at the end of the day, people aren't filling their gaps. They're not tackling well. It's a huge problem for me in that regard. I would, you kind of alluded to it as well, too. Of, so you got Devontae Adams, who is an absolute stud. Arguably, maybe the best receiver in the league right now. He's, he's really good. There, there's no question about it. He's very, very good. He's one of those players, you know the ball is going to him, and you still are like, I can't stop him. You just can't. His, run, his route running is so good. His instincts and him and Rodgers on the same page. You can name other quarterbacks that have that with their receivers too as a go-to, but it's just it's amazing to see that he's good. But other than MVS, who's more that over-the-top guy, that's why he has so many yards. There are, there are a lot of other deep balls, um, and that's, that's one of the things for him. He also has a tendency of dropping too many balls. He's getting better. Alan Lazard is probably our, maybe our better number two someone you guys might not really know much about, but he's been hurt. He had that core muscle injury. So him coming back, it's going to be interesting to see. He was back in Indianapolis, but didn't do much. And obviously they want to kind of ease him back into that a little bit more, but we've got to, we've got to find some other person other than Devonte Adams. And you said Aaron Jones, but some of those yardage was in, in certain games. He hasn't done much recently. He hasn't had over a hundred yards or a team as a whole since week two. And correct me if I'm wrong, what week is it now? Like <laughs> week 10, let's do the math. That's probably not good, right? <laughs> well, th- I think that's, you know, we're going to talk about matchups a little bit later, but the Bears run defense is pretty unbelievable. Uh, you know, Dalvin Cook shut down, uh, Derrick Henry shut down, you know, so it's, 
I yeah. think it's the matchup that we we know that it it's gonna be it's gonna be Aaron Rodgers versus the Bears defense. Aaron Rodgers versus the Bears secondary. Devontae Adams versus the Bears secondary. All right, you you've already given us a couple of really good names, um, but is there is there speak two names that Bears fans probably don't know that they should know, and maybe they should be watching for this particular game. Does the name Jairir Alexander know anything to you? No, really. That's, that, that's not that, that. That's a name I've heard before, but I am not really familiar. So and maybe some of my Bears fans were going to make fun of me for that. No, and it's, it's actually very interesting because they were even talking about I think in the last game or two. So he's probably one of the best cornerbacks in the league right now that no one is really talking about. He is the guy that is just shutting people down, and he's not. He we drafted him a couple of years ago, and man, he's been and he's not that tall. Everyone was like, oh how's he really going to be able to guard some of these other players? But he, I'm hoping he's going to, they're going to put him on Allen Robinson because that is your stud. That is your guy. I mean, it's just the truth. You've got some other receivers that are kind of like ours in the sense of what do we really have here? There's some speed. We'll see what happens. But Allen Robinson is your go-to. And Alexander has been shutting people down left and right. They're not getting much on him at all. And that's, that's encouraging when I say that aspect because <clears throat> who are you guys going to throw it to then in that sense of if it's – and Kevin Kane's coming back, which has been good to kind of compliment him, but he is injury prone at times. But Alexander is just a ball hawk. He's not intercepting the ball much. He's not really making those plays that people talk about, like a Jalen Ramsey, and you're like, oh, man, this guy is just otherworldly in that sense. But Alexander, look him up, man. There's People aren't – getting production off of him. It's been really good to see. So that's, I think, one right there. Um, on the offensive side, I almost said Christian Kirksey as one of our linebackers, but he's just coming back, so we'll see what happens with that. Robert Tanyan and Jay Sternberger are two tight ends. I'm, I'm interested to see – I mean, Tanyan had a great couple games where he really carried even the team going over 100-plus yards in one or two of them, I believe, and – They've been, they've been spectacular at times, but they're, they don't utilize them enough. You know, it's not like the, the Tremura back in the day where you used to use him all the time and it was like your safety net. Um, it's not, they're not at the level of when you guys had Greg Olson, who was a, a stud, and man, it sucks you guys don't have him now. <laughs> That's got to kill you too. But, it's, but I think also too, it's look at your defense. It, it's amazing. They're going to get after Aaron Rodgers. I don't care how good our offensive line is and if we're all back or not. We'll talk about those matchups too. But if we can get that extra person to block and give Rodgers just that extra second or something under the knee, underneath where Aaron Jones is maybe doing more catches out of the backfield, that's probably going to happen. Setting up some screens, those two guys are going to be key in the, either the screen plays or if they're going to be doing some kind of blocking, setting the edge a little bit for him to actually get outside without holding Khalil Mack like everyone else has to, because that's the only way to stop him is the only way. <laughs> I hate you guys. <laughs> yeah. It's uh, it's, it's, you know, it, it really is the strength of your team versus the, the, the strength of, of the bears team. However, right, as we were looking at Jair Alexander, right. Fantastic. And, and chances of him shutting Allen Robinson down seem to be pretty high considering how 
bad the Bears offense has been as of late. So it's interesting when you say, hey, the, the Packers run defense has been rough. Well, that's okay because the Bears can't run the football or do anything <laughs> on offense right now. So, you know, I think uh, you're always going to get the Bears best effort come Sunday night. If things stay the way that they have, right, it's sure looking like this is probably not going to be the close game that Bears fans are kind of hoping for. There have to be matchups in this game that you're looking forward to, Ross. Can you kind of allude to maybe one or two matchups that you're really going to kind of keep your eye on as the game goes forward? Yeah, I think it was it, – I mean, you can say it the obvious. Our offensive line versus your defensive line. That, that is going to be hands down the battle in that trenches there. And I think more for you guys than it is for us. Because Rodgers is that kind of guy that even if you get him outside the pocket, he almost does more damage with that than he does not. And that's a scary thought for some people when in the past used to say, keep him in the pocket. And they're like, don't we want him outside throwing? (laughs) Don't we want him on the run? No, we don't actually, because that's not good for you guys. That's actually better for him. But but it's just the reality is, can our offensive line, we're going to probably be out with our starting center, Corey Lindsay went down last week. I don't think he's going to be back. Bakhtiari's back, and that guy is just an absolute stud. But that's one side. Can the other guys, can Billy Turner actually stop someone without holding a guy? You know, can those guys actually hold that and give him a little bit of extra time because of the fact that we haven't been utilizing the tight end play as much in the middle of the field? We don't have the Randall Cobb like we used to, where as a slot receiver, the guy was fearless going in the middle of it. We're not going to throw Devontae Adams in there and risk something bad. Scanlon is the over-the-top guy. Who else is there? Maybe it's Lazard. He's been that kind of guy if he's healthy enough to do that. But that's – maybe I'm stating the obvious of, of that's one of those matchups. But like I said, I think it really is going to be coming down to a matchup of can our tight ends offensively do something in the passing game, but also in just the run blocking or the pass blocking, do something – to help those guys get to the next level. Because if you can get Aaron Jones past your defensive line, I, I don't know how you're going to catch him. Roquan Smith versus Aaron Jones is, is definitely one that I'm going to be watching for quite a bit. Uh, Roquan Smith, our, the middle linebacker for the Chicago Bears, is, is having an all-pro type season. You know, there's been a for lot sure. of conversation about, you know, hey, you know, this is if, if Bears uh, are going to lose a lot of games, you can at least watch Roquan Smith play football. Uh, there's a couple that I'm looking for. Akeem Hicks, Brent Urban, um, and some of the other Bears defensive linemen versus the Packers offensive line. I would say, you know, just thinking about how good the Packers O-line has been and the way that Aaron Rodgers works around any holes within on an offensive line is just, we're envious, dude. There's no two ways about it, right? We're envious to watch him, him play. And then the other one that I'm really going to be curious about is Devontae Adams versus the Bears secondary. For a while this season, the, the number one and number two rated cornerbacks were both wearing Chicago Bears uniforms, uh, but Devontae Adams is special. And so that's one I'm definitely going to be watching for this entire game. Is there an all-time favorite Bears-Packers matchup that you kind of look at and said, hey, this is one that I really enjoyed watching, you know, these two players going back and forth, or maybe even a game that kind of sticks out to you that, that you're, you've been kind of thinking about for this matchup coming up on Monday night? I think you and I had alluded to this earlier before we got on this here was it's, it's hard not to pick Urlacher 
and it's hard not to pick Erlacher versus Favre. Like watching the cat and mouse game between the two of them, the pure joy that those guys had and the intensity and just the desire to win was quite frankly, fun to watch. Hilarious at times, <laughs> just seeing the banter between the two. I mean, Roger Favre was definitely that guy that tried to get under people's skins by having just fun. You're thinking this guy is, he's what is he, 18 years old playing a grown man's league and he's getting tackled by like Warren Sapp and he's on top of him saying, next time hit me harder. What kind of hit was that? Who, who does that? <laughs> and so, but Erlacher, he was smart. He had instincts that, man, it was impressive watching, even as a Packer fan. I, I have to admit that. And I, I'd be curious to know how many times he actually picked off Favre or just blocked it or just was able to know when to drop back in coverage, when to come forward. He just had a knack for that. And it was amazing to see and, quite frankly, jealous to see that you had someone like that and when he wasn't in the, in the lineup, it was felt. That, that was something. You take him out, and my goodness, that changes your defense dramatically. And to have someone like that, for you guys, must have been just an absolute joy to watch him as a Bears fan. You know, that's interesting that you say that, just thinking how fortunate – the Bears have been at drafting middle linebackers, right? Just the same way that, that you guys get quarterbacks right, we have definitely gotten linebackers and defensive players right. You know, and it seems that Roquan fits into that, that mold of Brian Urlacher and Butkus and, uh, you know, all those other guys. Uh, I, I, I think that's definitely one, you know, I would say both Urlacher and Favre as well as Erlacher and Rogers and thinking that Aaron Rogers uh, tweeted out something at some point, basically saying that he thinks Brian Erlacher is a, a first ballot hall of fame, you know, just speaks to the respect that those two players have for each other sure. um, and watching them go back and forth. Right. Incredible. Yeah. So I got to tell you though, the other one that it was, I want to call it a matchup, uh, but as a player that I was always fearful of from you guys, not just Erlacher, because it's always defensively. It, it, it pain, not pains me. It makes me smile a little bit, pains you. We weren't really worried about your offense, <laughs> right? I mean, when, when, when the, I mean, you think about the quarterback, I'm not worried about Jay Cutler or sexy Rexy or underbeard coming after us. Like it just, it never was a thing. Your running backs weren't the receivers. I can't really think of like, Oh my gosh, this person was an absolute stud. Should have been Greg Olson, but he just kept getting injured. You know, but even before that, I, I really can't name many of those players offensively. I was always worried about your defense. As Packer fans, we always are. It's just how it's going to be. And in that context, Peanut Tillman drove me nuts. <laughs> and I respected him because, man, could that guy get the ball out. And it, was, it wasn't just him. Like, your, your defense is known for really trying to make sure – creating those turnovers, getting the ball out of our best player's hand, whether it was Farver, Rogers, who cares? You don't want him to have the ball and minimize and get him on the sideline. That was your goal. That's your, your plan, which works. Peanut Tillman. Wow. Uh, Peanut Tillman one of my all-time favorite Chicago Bears by far, just a, a class act through and through uh, and just a, 
just an amazing player to watch for sure. The, the peanut punch was something truly, truly special. You know, just start to think. Go ahead. But that's, when you, that's when you try to, you know, you have a guy like that on the other side of the field. You, know, you always need to know where he is and where Erlacher is. And, when, and you had to, that chess match of trying to figure out, can I get, obviously, Donald Driver, can I get him in there? Can we get our guys in to find those holes? Randall Cobb, obviously, you remember the, the, the Monday night game, I think it was, you know, the fourth and whatever and over the top. And, you know, you get some of those kind of heartbreaking kind of games, but you're just trying to find that really – a handful of plays that you know are just going to torment you guys because, man, we should have had that. Or we played this well, and you try to bait them into that, knowing those guys are just going to be ball hawking as much as you can because that's what you guys did, and we're good at it. Yes, absolutely. And, and again, pointing out what every Bears fan knows, our offense is atrocious. I'm thinking Devin Hester had a couple great returns, but that's still that special teams. That's not offense. Maybe Matt Forte had a couple good games against the Green Bay mm-hmm. Packers. Uh, but you're right. Not, nobody that you think, man, this Bears player was a stud on offense. All right, Ross, let's, let's get into this Sunday night matchup. How do you see this game playing out? And what is your final score prediction for this game? Ooh, I mean, Packers are going to get the win. I mean, that's, I think you might, I know this is a podcast. You're, you're shaking your head right now saying probably yes. <laughs> no, 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 it, not it's, probably. It's, it's, it's about a 95% chance that, that the Packers are going to win this one. But the score, it's, it's, it's hard to predict the score, but it's also hard for me to not think, oh man, I, I, I've gone back and forth on this. Do we, do we keep our pace of that 30 points a game? And is this one of those games where the Bears defense, as good as they've been this year, just looks suspect because now you've got Aaron Rodgers coming in. You know, looking at the teams that you guys have played against, have they gone up against some pretty good quarterbacks, but not to this guy and not someone that's coming off of a loss and pissed off that they scored three points in the second – three points. I'm going to say that again in the second half. And to be absolutely shut out is, like you said, that's the thing with Aaron Rodgers. He's going to hold a grudge. And it just so happens that we get the Bears the very next week. I, I want to say it's probably going to be like 27 to maybe 13. And I, and I think I say that because both of our defense, and you, you got to correct me if I'm wrong on this, but I think both of our defenses at times still have this like bend but don't break philosophy which pisses me off because we are giving up these chunk plays. We're giving up these longer runs than they should be. And then they're getting field goals and giving the team at least a little bit of confidence that we can actually move the ball on this team. Maybe when we get towards in the 30 and less, right now we're going to put some shutdown defense because the field's more compact and maybe we're just so bad in the open and they just do whatever they want. But I hate that philosophy. It's, it's not working. Like, why would you want that to be your kind of philosophy of, yeah, give up 350, 400 yards a game and keep them out of the end zone, but limit them to field goals. Like, that's just, I don't like that. Yeah, I don't, I don't think you have to worry about that with the Bears offense. Uh, having less than 200 yards of offense in our last game, there is a chance that Mitch Trubisky gets the start Sunday night. Does that 
in any way, does that change how you feel about this game? I mean, Nick Foles versus Mitch Trubisky, neither quarterback has been really good this season, but just curious if, if it does change the mentality uh, of the Packers in any way, shape, or form. It does a little bit in the sense of, and I think it's the obvious thing that Bears fans would know, it's, it's the legs of Trubisky versus the non-existent legs of Nick Foles. <laughs> Throwing-wise, one and the same. It, it really doesn't matter at that point. But if he can extend the play and get some runs in which he had last year, that was some aggravating things. Or even if he's getting 40 to 45 yards a game on some rushes, a couple of them are probably going to be 10, 12 yards, extending a drive, keeping things going. And they're on third downs too, which is just devastating when you hold them to that and you're at third and nine and all of a sudden he rolls out for 15 yards because our defense all pushes back and everyone rushes and, and he's able to get away. He's not super elusive, but he's enough that he's sneaky, able to run better than most people, you know, in that sense. And I think that's where that could be something that, We've always struggled with, traditionally, I felt as Packer fans, of any kind of mobile quarterback, Russell Wilson. I mean, he's always going to be a guy that's going to extend those plays a little bit more. And when that happens, we've struggled in that regard. So am I worried about the run game as much from your actual running team? No. <laughs> but if it is Trubisky, just being able to extend those plays and keep, keep – and then uh, subsequently it's keeping Aaron Rodgers off the field. Why would you want that? Get him on there. Get him out there so he can do what he does best. <laughs> Absolutely. Is it Super Bowl or bust for the Green Bay Packers? Isn't it always? <laughs> uh, <laughs> I, I, you know, I guess I'm curious to know, are you as happy with Matt LaFleur as I think outsiders would expect you to be? And, and do you see this team going deep into the playoffs and possibly winning a Super Bowl this season? I'm very happy with Matt LaFleur. I, it's, it's what people look and what people can see. And obviously you're looking at the, what does the eyes tell you kind of a thing when you see the interactions with them. Last year, everyone was scrutinizing every little thing. If they got into an argument on the sideline, who doesn't? Like you should be getting upset. You should be passionate about those kind of things. But to see their interactions, to see that Rodgers, even at his age, is understanding that these schemes are working. You started seeing that last year. Now we're seeing it more this year. I'll be a little not as consistent right now, but I think that also has to go with the fact that we only have Devontae Adams right now. We don't have as much of the personnel as we probably thought consistently we should be having. And that rapport with a guy like Rodgers makes a difference. Alan Lazard was building that trust tremendously to be his number two and gets hurt. But when he comes back, he's still going to be there because he's made some pretty spectacular plays to keep things going. So I, you can't – LaFleur has been great. I, I, and it maybe it's – it's not a perfect storm, but it's maybe one of those things if you look at the Cowboys and they got Mike McCarthy and I was, I was done with him years ago and to see that debacle. Now it's not all Mike McCarthy's fault. Don't get me wrong, but decision-making right now has not, has been tremendously different from a LeFleur than a McCarthy. And I like that aspect of it saying, let's, let's be a little bit more riskier. Let's be a little bit more, try to go after some of these things, knowing look who's throwing the ball. If it's not there, he's not going to do, he's going to do something smart with it. And that's a huge aspect of that. So are, are we looking at the Super Bowl? I mean, look at the teams that we've got in, in the NFC. 
yeah, why, why would we not feel comfortable in some aspects that we could get there? We, we, lost, we beat the Saints, who's a, obviously a very good team, and they're getting better. That defense, scary good. Um, Russell Wilson and the Seahawks were all, you know, as a Packer fan, that's been a rival that's starting to bend more and more over the last how many years. But their defense is horrendous right now, which is weird to say. It's like saying the Bears' defense is bad. You, you, don't, you don't say those things. We are not accustomed to that in any way, shape, or form, for sure. Right. So I'm, I'm looking at the teams, and every single one of them have some holes on their team. There's not one that's a clear-cut Kansas City Chiefs of the AFC, even or the Steelers, the way they're going. I don't see, unless you do. I'm trying to think of those teams that I'm most afraid of. Well, that's and for different reasons, I would be. That's why I think the Tampa Bay game gives me such, you know, pause because you guys lost to Tampa Bay in pretty awful fashion. And oh, Tampa, yeah. Thank Tampa, you for that reminder. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man, I got to take them where I can get them. And Tampa is clearly a flawed football team, right? You know, I don't think there's, there's one team. I think you mentioned it. The Saints probably are the number one team in the NFL right now, or at least in the NFC. Not, you know, the Steelers at, at you know, perfect, uh, perfect season, 10-0. and 0. It's hard to, to argue against that. But, yeah, I think it will be interesting to, to watch in the playoffs and to see. So, so there's not one team in particular that you're like, man, I really don't want to see this team in the playoffs. Well, yeah, I mean, it's, it's very interesting because Tampa Bay is kind of an enigma this year. I mean, you guys beat them, and we get our butts kicked by them. You know, and then they lose to the Rams, which that Rams defense is scary in that sense. When you think about Aaron Donald and your boy Leonard Floyd, sorry, you know, he's, he's doing well over there, and then Jalen Ramsey and the guys that they have on the back end, I think I could pick something from every one of those teams as – an uncertainty of who I'd want to go up against or who I wouldn't because the Rams actually are maybe a little bit more of a surprise team that I'm not sure I want to go up against because of the pressure they can get on a quarterback because of what they can do to stop the run. And that's not good if our offense is predicated on Aaron Jones and Aaron Rodgers. And if you can get at both of those or at least eliminate one of them out of a game, that's not good for us. <laughs> I look at the saints and, who knows what kind of a Drew Brees and if he's going to come back being the same person. And their defense, can they keep this up? I don't know. Seattle's defense is horrendous. Russell Wilson's fantastic, but he's showing that he's not, not the MVP candidate people thought, but he's still in that running for it without a doubt. I mean, the guy is super smart. I just – Los Angeles, I don't trust Jared Goff, and they don't really have much of a running game right now. But if they can get those turnovers, they can get that defense where it's at – it keeps them in the, in the hunt, that's for sure. I mean, you guys went to the Super Bowl with Sexy Rexy, okay? <laughs> Think about that. <laughs> yes, no, absolutely. It's, uh, I got a great story. At some point, I'll share it with you uh, about <laughs> Sexy Rexy. All right, never mind. Fine, I'm just going to tell it right now. A buddy of mine, uh, a friend of his is sitting in a bar, and they look across, and they go, is that, is that Rex Grossman? And they just start talking just so many things, right? And you just really loudly just trying to get under his skin, like worst quarterback to, to, you know, play in a Super Bowl and blah, blah, blah. Well, apparently Rex heard them, yells across the bar and goes, did you start a Super Bowl, bitch? 
<laughs> and they're like, no, we didn't. We laughed. We went over, we bought him a drink and he was super cool about it. But yes, <laughs> just, just awful. Just absolutely awful. Um, Ross, I just got to say thank you so much for being with us on the Bear Down Report podcast. We really appreciate it. It was some fantastic insight. Uh, so you just, just to clarify, you said Packers win this one 27-13, which is, this is the third time this has happened. I've had a guest predict. Uh, I picked the Packers to win 24-13. to Okay. Um, and so we'll see. Um, I'm obviously hoping for a different outcome, but I don't expect one considering how bad the Bears offense has been. Uh, as always, folks, this has been the Bear Down Report podcast. We got to thank Ross Kotsmo just one more time for being our Packers insider for this episode. Uh, we look forward thank to you. hearing from all of you. Please, please have a restful Thanksgiving. Stay safe out there. And as always, bear down, my friends. Report.